Welcome back to part three of our interview with Michelle Grosser. If you have not had a chance to listen to part one and two, please hit that pause button and go listen to episode 27 and 28 first. In this three-part series, I'm chatting with Michelle Grosser. Michelle is a nervous system expert, certified master life coach, and the host of the Calm Mom podcast. Through somatic and neuroscience-based modalities, she coaches women through discovering what's beneath their triggers and emotions so that they can begin their healing journey and find peace in the present. She deeply believes that the most profound thing we can offer our children is our own healing. Just a refresher, yesterday Michelle walked us through the difference between reacting to a stress trigger versus responding to one, how we can remap our neuropathways, the effects stress can have on autoimmune diseases, and some healthy habits you can add into your daily routine to help regulate your nervous system. So let's get back to our chat with Michelle. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. In today's episode, Michelle will walk us through how to listen to and communicate with our bodies and ways we can regulate our nervous system in less than a minute. So let's jump back into our chat with Michelle. You mentioned on your show how your body doesn't speak a verbal language, so we have to show it that we're safe in a way that it understands with movement, touch, sounds, breath. What does that mean? And can you give us some examples? Yeah, so that's a really great point. And I think it's something that can be really helpful for a lot of us because we've all experienced situations where we feel really anxious or really stressed or really whatever it is. And we know in our mind, it's actually not that big of a deal. Right. So we'll say things to ourselves like, just calm down. Like we have to public speak. Right. And we're like, it's going to go fine. You're prepared. It's not that big of a deal. You can do this. And we try to talk ourselves out of what we're noticing in our body or even worse. Someone else tries to tell us to calm down. Right. Like you ever had had your spouse tell you to calm down. You're like, wow, now I want to punch a wall. It's not helping at all. And it's because our body doesn't speak a verbal language. So a couple of points here. One, 80 percent of our nervous system is afferent nerves. And that means that 80% of the nerves in our system run from our body up to our brain. So only 20% of the messaging in our whole body runs from our brain down to our body. So that's part number one, why telling ourselves these things, calm down, you know, stop procrastinating, like whatever we want to tell ourselves, why it's not particularly effective because it's like a four to one tug of war. Our brain is telling our body to do something, but our body is like, nope, I'm shut down or nope, this isn't safe and I'm freaking out. And there's that disconnect there. It's kind of a losing battle. So that's part one. That's why there's so many mindset coaches out there. And I love it. I'm all about it. Mindset is important. Don't get me wrong. But it's only 20% of what's going on in your body. Yes, we have to get our mindsets right. But if our body is telling a different story, It's kind of futile, right? There's no point there. And the second part of it is that our body, our nervous system does not speak a verbal language. So we can tell it to calm down. It's not going to calm down. 
right? Our heart's still going to be racing. We're still going to have that pit. We're still sweaty. We're still fumbling for words, whatever's going on. So we have to show it in a way that it understands. And that's really where the somatic work that I teach comes through. And we show our body that it is safe, right? When our body feels safe, it can move to regulation. It's not on alert. It doesn't have to be in a stress response. It doesn't have to prepare to fight or run or freeze. It feels safe. It can regulate. It feels safe. We can be calm, right? It feels safe. We can be present. And the way that we communicate that to our body is through movement, through sound, through gentle and appropriate touch, and through breath. So those are a lot of the practices that I teach people to be able to convey the message to their nervous system that they are safe. And the beautiful thing about this is that, especially as busy moms, it doesn't take half an hour to bring your nervous system into regulation. When you have tools that work for your nervous system and you use them and your body becomes familiar with them, like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, you can do these things to bring safety, bring calm to your body and help you return to that place of regulation. So what's something we can do in 30 seconds? Yeah. So let's start with breath because I think that's a, that's a big one. Our body really responds to breath and it makes sense, right? If we were to prepare to run and flee from some sort of danger, we would not be breathing slowly with really long, deep exhales, right? We would not be breathing into the depth of our diaphragm and having the time to have these slow breaths. We would have these short, sharp, shallow breaths and like, like we're pumping and pumping and running. That signals danger to our nervous system. And slow breathing, it does the opposite, right? Especially in our exhale. When we really focus on lengthening our exhale, that brings a lot of calm to our nervous system. So there's two kinds of breathing that are really powerful, especially in the moment, especially as moms. The first one, and it's my favorite tool, I guess, like in the moment where I notice I'm getting triggered, especially with my kids, and it's called a physiological breath. And you just breathe in through your nose as deep as you feel you can. And then at the end, you do one more quick deep breath. So you fill up all these different little sacks in your lungs as deep as you can through your nose. And then one more at the end. And then a really slow exhale out through your mouth. And oftentimes, just one of those breaths is enough to regulate your nervous system. And if not two, maybe three, but that's a really great way to bring regulation to your nervous system on like a physiological um, level. And then the other breathing technique that really works for me and a lot of my clients is just basic box breathing. So that's just breathing in, holding, breathing out holding for the same amount of time. So maybe you breathe in for four breaths, hold for four breaths, like you're going along the edges of a box. Exhale for four breaths, hold for four breaths. And I like to use that technique of breathing when I find that I'm really in my head, like when the looping thoughts start and the ruminating starts and all of this stuff starts because I actually have to pay attention to the count of my breath. So as my body is calming down, it's also actually forcing me to get out of my head and out of my thoughts and bring more awareness to the present moment. So that's great. Other things that are really good, we talked about temperature change in our nervous system. Cold plunges are older age. People are talking about how good they feel after they cold plunge and it increases their resilience and all of this stuff. They're regulating their nervous system through that temperature change and they're expanding their window of tolerance. So I don't own a cold plunge, but in my shower, the last few seconds, I can turn it on cold and you can increase your resilience to that cold temperature. And that can bring 
awareness and regulation into your nervous system. You can do the same thing with like mixing bowl with ice water and put your face in it for 20 seconds and hold your breath. Open your freezer and grab a bag of frozen peas and hold it on the back of your neck. That will bring regulation to your nervous system. As far as movement, my favorite way to regulate, especially when I'm feeling anxious, is just shaking, body shaking, which is exactly what it sounds like. Sometimes I'll play a song and sometimes I won't, but I'll just stand here in my office and just like shake like a crazy person, shake out my arms, shake out my legs, shake out my body, however it wants to shake because anxiety is really just misplaced energy, right? So when I'm experiencing anxiety, I have all of this energy inside of me with nowhere to go. So when you allow yourself to move and shake in that way, it's the same science behind why dancing makes us feel better, right? It's the movement in our body and we're allowing a way for that energy that's stored within us to just move and flow. So shaking is really good. Body tapping is also really helpful if you have ruminating thoughts and bringing your presence back to your body, just making your hand kind of like in a fist and just tapping up and down your arms and up and down your legs for a minute or so. And you'll notice that helps bring you back into your body and back into regulation. Uh, weighted blankets are really good, bringing awareness to your five senses. So just like grounding yourself in that 10 seconds, right? Like what is something that I'm hearing right now? What is something that I'm seeing right now? What is something that I'm smelling and running through? Your five senses takes you out of that headspace and brings you back into your body. And all of these things bring safety, a sense of safety and calm to our nervous system. And there's like hundreds of regulating techniques. I have a resource that I can share with you to leave in the show notes where you guys can download a free list of a bunch of regulating resources. But it's really just finding what works best for your body and your system. What I coach my clients is like, have like four or five of these that you just have in your back pocket that when you notice your somatic cues, right, that I'm starting to get dysregulated, that feeling in my chest, for me, like my ears, my, my shoulders go up by my ears and everything just kind of tenses when I'm starting to get upset or frustrated or my jaw or my breathing changes or whatever it is, that I notice that somatic cue now because I have that awareness and I can go to one of these regulation tools that work for my body. And that can bring a lot of help in the moment. Now, I will definitely share that in the show notes because I think it's great for myself, for especially working moms that are in the office, having these quick little tips to regulate your nervous system. You can just go in the bathroom, shake it out. It's funny because when I was student teaching, the teacher whose classroom I was in used to make the kids do that. And so when you were doing that, that's exactly what I pictured. So teacher listening, get your kids to shake out their energy. I'm sure you have your tricks for your classroom, but try that one. Um, but yep. In one of your episodes, you talked about exercise and that high intensity exercise wasn't actually good to calm your nervous system. And that was dropping for me because I know a lot of my friends, I, I'm not into high intensity workouts. Maybe I should be, but a lot of my friends do that. They're like, I'm so anxious. I'm so stressed. I'm going to go row or I'm going to go run or I'm going to go do something that burns a lot of calories. So is that actually not good for our nervous system? It's a couple of things. One, it is bio-individual. So this is a question of like tuning into your body and asking what it actually needs or noticing what it actually needs at the moment. So high intensity exercise similar to cold plunges, right? If you're already on the edge of your window of tolerance, or if you are already dysregulated, this actually happened to me this week. I woke up Monday and Tuesday, and I don't know what it was, but I was just feeling so anxious. Like I just woke up with this heaviness on my chest and this kind of pit in my stomach. And I was just like, man, my anxiety is crazy this morning. 
And there are things that I did differently. One, I didn't have my morning cup of coffee that I usually have because I know now that when I'm already on the edge, I do skip that. Like, let's not add fuel to the fire. But I also changed my workout. I didn't go for a run, which is what I usually do. Instead, I did some yoga and I sat on the floor and I did some stretching. Because when we're already experiencing anxiety or when we're already feeling edgy and irritable, and then we force our body into this high intensity thing, there can happen in our system where that's an additional stress to something that already feels really stressed. So if we're already at the edge of our limits and we're stressing our bodies even further, that can actually cause additional releases of cortisol or additional releases of adrenaline to be able to do this big high intensity workout that can actually cause more dysregulation or increase our anxiety. So it might be cathartic, right? We might feel better while we're sprinting or we might feel better a few minutes after we've exercised for 30 minutes or 60 minutes or something. It's like, oh, I feel better for a minute. But our body has actually been primed to respond to this stressor, right? When we're sprinting, our body doesn't know we're just on a treadmill. Our body is like, oh my gosh, something is going on. We are moving at a very quick pace here. What's going on? And these hormones do release. So you can notice how, how do you feel through the rest of the day? If you're feeling super anxious, you do a super high intensity workout. And then by noon, that anxiety almost feels worse. Maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe try shifting to some sort of lower impact, especially if you suffered from autoimmune conditions. That is a good invitation to shift what your exercise looks like. So going for a walk outside around your house and getting some sunshine is going to serve your nervous system a lot better in its healing, supporting your nervous system than like, I don't know, doing CrossFit or something like that, which is super taxing on our systems. I find that my go-to is taking a bath. I don't know if there's any sort of science behind the immersing yourself in water, but it is an instant relaxation for me and de-stressing no matter where I am in the spectrum of crazy days. So is there any science behind water? Yeah, water water is really regulating. It's why there's float tanks, right? Some people go in float tanks to de-stress. It's the same thing, getting in a pool, getting in the ocean, getting in a bathtub, even a shower. One of my favorite tools, I guess, when I notice that I'm feeling overstimulated in particular, which happens a lot for me, is when I call a no stimulation shower. And I just get in the shower or the bathtub with either no lights on or just a candle really dim, no sounds, no anything, and just floating or just being in the water without all of the other stimulation is really healing for your nervous system. Love that. Well, I can... <laughs> Go on for hours asking you questions. I know we've taken up a lot of your time. So just one more question. As a mom and an entrepreneur, what is your number one time management tool that you use? Yeah, so the thing that's made the biggest difference for me is having a Sunday planning session for my week ahead. And it doesn't have to be on Sunday, but just choosing a time taking 30 or 60 minutes. You do it on Friday, like before you're ending your work week. Saturday, Sunday, whenever, and really just looking at the whole week ahead and kind of time blocking it out and going through my family's calendar and our meals and my, right now I'm wearing so many hats. So I'm still running a law firm. So what's going on in that calendar? What's going on in my coaching calendar? My husband and I also planted a church here in Miami two years ago. So we are running a full-time ministry also. So it's like, there's a lot and moving parts. And I know all of you listening, there's a lot of moving parts, right? The kids are in sports or after school stuff for like birthday parties. There's just so much 
going on and taking half an hour or an hour and going through your planner and really organizing like who's doing drop off, who's doing pickup, what are we eating? Do we have everything that we need for the week ahead and knowing where my time is. And within that, when it comes to a nervous system aspect of it, I always try to cancel as much as I can when I'm doing this. And I recommend the same for you guys because slowing down is just fundamental to the health of our nervous system. We've got to create white space in our calendars. We've got to create margin in our lives. And I want to be able to do all of the things, but I've done them all in a way before that drove me straight to burnout. So I want to do them all in a way that's sustainable and going through my calendar and then having my team move stuff around or cancel stuff so that I can have white space to be able to think and create and function at a speed that I know my body was built for, that will change your life. It's amazing. I thought I had a busy schedule and you're making me feel like an underachiever. I don't know how you manage all of that, but I am a huge proponent of the weekly planning. I probably mentioned it in at least 10 episodes. You have to have that planning time in order to have a successful week. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to have to have you on again because after today, I probably have 20 more questions for you. But I encourage all of my listeners to go listen to the Calm Mom podcast. Thanks again. And check out our show notes for your freebie. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This is great. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Michelle. Since our interview, I've not only implemented some of her techniques, I've actually taught my kids how to implement them as well. She was also so very generous in sharing her freebie. So check out our show notes for the link to her regulation resource where she gives you simple tools and techniques to upregulate and downregulate your nervous systems. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there is a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life Podcast with Carrie Patton.